Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of The Bird Brains, along with Mark Eckel from NJ.com and the Trenton Times. Newly retired, living the good life down in North Carolina. This is Ken Dunnick, former tight end with the Eagles and Stars. And we're going to talk about Eagles football, of course, training camp report for week two. I do want to mention our sponsor, USA Man Franchising LLC. If you're tired of working for something else for far less money than you're worth, USA Man Franchising now has operations in Philadelphia, southern New Jersey, and Boston, and they're looking for new cities to expand. Call 856-912-4007 on how you can own your own exciting media business or go to usamanmagazine.com for more information. Okay, Mark, week two, we've got a lot to talk about. I do want to mention that the, uh, you know, the Eagles had their alumni uh, event this past week at the uh, preseason opener against Tennessee. Now I want to uh, preface what I'm saying with, I'm the luckiest guy in the world. People that know my story, uh, you know, as a basketball player in college, I walk onto the Eagles, the two starting tight ends get hurt. I get to start a couple preseason games. They see enough to keep me. We go to the Super Bowl, right? Lucky, lucky to be there. I was able to carve out a few more years uh, with the Colts, Giants, and Philadelphia Stars, but I, I caught a break. So I am honored to be included at the Eagles alumni event. But the Eagles, what they do is they, they bring in 70, 80 guys, and they don't introduce anybody individually. Uh, really? when, I talk, when I talk to people that played for other teams like John Spagnola and Sean Landetta, these teams hold – ornate weekends where they have the wives and dinners and hotel and golf tournaments. The Eagles take us to a preseason game. Now, again, I'm appreciative of being there, but don't the fans deserve to at least have Harold Carmichael and Bill Berge and Seth Joyner and some of the other big names announced at this alumni event. And it's the only thing they do officially for the alumni all season long. So that's the Eagle. I hate to say it. I mean, the only two teams that I know, Inside and out are the Eagles, obviously, because I covered them for so long. And then the Green Bay Packers, because I've done a lot with them for other things that I do now, working for Bob McGinn football and then doing a lot of stuff for NFL player engagement. Like you said, they bring, they have a, it's not a, first of all, they bring them to a real game, not a preseason game. <laughs> right. And they bring them on the field and they announce everyone. And like you said, there's a, there's a golf tournament. There's a, a, a dinner the night before where, where fans could come and meet them. And, and you don't, yeah, the Eagles do owe it to the fans, but they they owe it to to, to the to the alumni. Those guys, they didn't. Like, I'm, I don't I don't know, but I mean, you didn't make a million dollars a year, or ten million, or twenty million a year when you play. And neither, and not just you, but neither did Harold, a, a guy that's right. you know, a Hall of Famer, you know, or should be a Hall of Famer. Or neither should did Bill Berge, and neither like Berge told me his contract, I think it was like a hundred thousand, and they thought he was overpaid. Yeah, well, and, and, but, if, you know, Bergie was the highest-paid defensive player in the right. league in 1980 at 325000 yeah. So it just shows you how much the but game I mean, has that, changed. And, that was, and, that, and that's not bad, but, again, right. you know, those guys, you're, you know, your you're era, and even, you know, be, be, go back prior to you, like in the 60s even, like those guys deserve, they deserve to be treated with more respect than that than to, to bring you to a preseason game and, and not announce your name, for God's sake. I mean, how long would it take him to say, you know, Harold Carmichael, wide receiver? Ken yeah, Dunn, I mean, if, you, if, you're go, if, you're, if you're going 10 seconds a player, it's going to, you know, take yeah. you 70 times 10. So, but, you know, you know, having said that, hey, listen, if they hear this, I'll probably be excluded from all future events. <laughs> you, you might not get invited <laughs> at all next year. 
I just, I just had to say. All right, so let's talk about the repercussions of the game. Uh, last week, Eagles lose to Tennessee. Nate Sutfeld, who had a great opportunity to start that game, breaks his left wrist, is out four to six weeks, which leaves us with Cody Kessler and Clayton Thorson, who looked very, very poor, looked like a rookie in that first preseason game. What do the Eagles do now? Well, you know, I'm, I'm afraid to mention any other Eagle players on our podcast because we talked about Sudfeld last week and how they wanted to, you know, he had to prove himself, and then he goes like, out and breaks his wrist. So it's like the SI jinx. I don't want to be the bird brain jinx maybe here. Yeah. But um, I think they're trying to get somebody, but I don't think any, there's anybody out there. I mean, I Josh McCown, who we mentioned a little bit last week, I think he's a guy that they would love to bring in. I, I think he's pretty happy going to Bristol, Connecticut, and, and, you know, talking about football instead of going out there, running around at camp and, you know, getting beat up. Pound linemen and yeah. at, at that point, I think he's at the point now where he thought about it maybe, but he's probably pretty happy doing what he's doing. So I don't know if he's even a possibility anymore, uh, unless you really want to give him something that he can't, you know, make him a great offer, but I don't think Eagles are going to, you know, break the bank for, for him. So, um, no, I think they're, I, I mean, you know, the obvious names are out there, but I don't, I think they're going to roll with what they have and, and keep Carson Wentz in a suit of armor. <laughs> well, should, should we mention the really obvious name? I mean, a guy who's been out of the league for two years, Colin Kaepernick, whose name yeah. always comes up with as a quarterback. Sure. And, and again, people, you know, oh, they took Ben Kaepernick. Forget the kneeling. Forget his activism. I don't even care about any of that. I mean, I do care, but not not in, at for this conversation. Mm-hmm. He hasn't played. Tell me a guy that hasn't played in over two years that can come back and play. Really tough. Has it ever happened? Really tough. Especially, especially a quarterback. I mean, you're not talking. You know, maybe maybe a running back. Maybe, 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 maybe. I wouldn't even. I mean, I I can't even think about you know a quarterback where you you know there's a lot that goes into that. Playing, playing yeah. Well, you know, if a guy if a guy stays in shape and he's doing drills and he's playing against you know some sort of competition, I could see maybe where the skills wouldn't evaporate enough where he couldn't make a contribution. But I think the thing against Colin Kaepernick is he brings so much baggage into the locker well, yeah. room, and teams just don't want to deal with that distraction. It's a side. Well, it'll be a sideshow, obviously. Right. Um, but I, again, and he's not. If, <laughs> listen, he had a he had a pretty good start to his career went to a super bowl did was doing he started declining like a lot of players do before all this well before his kneeling i'll tell you i'll tell you how impressive he was back then you know alex smith this uh, 49ers started out i believe six and oh had a bye week and they replaced alex smith with colin kaepernick so jim harbaugh must have been really sure about his talent if he was going to make that change at that point in the season. Right. And like I said, you know, his, his first three, four years, he was very, very good. He could run, throw, made plays. Um, but his, you know, like a lot of players, they hit a kind of a peak and, and he did run around a lot. He, he took some hits. Um, his career was, I mean, yeah, he beat out Alex Smith. And then, and then at the end, he couldn't beat out Blaine Gabbert. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so here what's, you go, what's, right? That, what's that tell you? <laughs> Well, let's, uh, let's talk about it. Well, we're talking about quarterbacks. So let's talk about another quarterback. The reunion with Nick Foles is this week. They're going to play Thursday night at Jacksonville. Nick Foles, by the way, not playing. Yeah. Carson Wentz, by the way, not playing. No starters playing again on either side. Of, well, Jacksonville may start their starters for one series of downs. 
Why do we have these games? <laughs> why, why do you make people pay the full fare and the park? Well, no, the guy called me the other day. He said, I had to pay $40 for parking at yep. the Eagles' first preseason game, and I stayed for a quarter, and, and I left. And he said, it, it, I mean, they have to go to an 18-game season. This is just to get the farce. Yeah, I mean, I you ask why do they play the games? Well, for the money, for the money. Well, yeah, it's, it's all about the money. Like I explained mm-hmm. last week, but it's also it's not for the Eagles. Pretty much know who they're starting eleven right. on both sides of the ball is going to be. There might be a spot here or there, just like most teams, but they don't know who's going to be fifty-two, fifty-three on the roster. Yeah, they're that's a preseason. Basically, you're out. You're playing to see who's going to be the fifth linebacker, who's going to be the eighth offensive lineman, who's going to be the third tight end, who's going to be, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of what it's for, but you're right. I'm with you 100%, and I said this last week. Some teams should, and it would be a great PR move to say, buy one preseason game, get the second one free. That's just a start. Maybe I would even say make them both, whatever, you know, next to nothing. But like I told you last week, a friend of mine was going to the Eagle preseason game. A friend of mine still back up north. Um, he said he got his tickets for twelve bucks. He's like, yeah, I couldn't turn that down. Twelve bucks. But then he he called me the next day. I said, how how was it? Ah, you know, but a hot dog, a beer, a sandwich. Oh, you, hey, a listen, park. parking, hot yeah. dog, beers, popcorn. You're in for one hundred fifty, two hundred dollars. Oh, yeah, I don't care how much. Him, him his girlfriend, yeah. and 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 the kids. He spent over two hundred bucks. Sure. Sure. It's uh, they don't discount the concession. They don't discount anything really. The tickets, you know, the stadium was uh, probably about uh, two thirds full, maybe a third empty, which is something you never see at a regular but the season. Tickets were still sold. Tickets were still sold. They have, yeah, they have to be sold. See, the ticket holders have to buy them. Yeah. And then they either give them. That's that's like when somebody said to me, "Oh yeah," when when we were saying about tickets being full price, I got an I got an email or or, or a tweet from somebody saying, "Oh no, Mark." Um, you can get cheap tickets for, for preseason games. And I said, but not from the Eagles. The Eagles sell them for full price. Now, if season ticket holder Smith has season tickets and decides to sell his preseason games for 10 bucks, that's that's on Mr. Smith. I mean, he can do what he wants with them. But the Eagles got full price for, for, for those tickets. Right. They, they, right. Didn't, they didn't sell them for 10 bucks. Yeah, it's, at, at some point the fans, you know, they, I, I get it. People love it's not football. Just they love, no, no, it's not just the Eagles, but they love their team here in Philadelphia. They love pro football, but at some point, some economic sense has to take over, and uh, you've got to be a little bit more fair with people. Um, hey, how about Nick Foles? Uh, speaking of the ex-Eagles quarterback, not uh, not wearing number nine for Jacksonville. He's wearing number seven because he says number nine belongs to uh, to the Eagles. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's gonna that's gonna they're gonna put a statue up of him for that and the Super Bowl, of course. <laughs> I mean, he is. I mean, he's a very mild-mannered guy for the most part, but he's a pretty cool guy. He really is. I mean, yeah. to come out to to not just do that but then to come out and and, and talk about it and, and let everybody know I, that, I thought that was really cool I thought that was just a nice you know great thing to do and 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 again you know I when I first saw it I thought hmm, I wonder why you know maybe number nine's taken and some of these guys somebody wouldn't give it up or or I didn't think they retired it I think Jacksonville has that many numbers that they would have retired so I was, but I was curious. I, I was curious my, myself why you switched numbers. So let's talk about the, the other side of the ball, Eagles linebackers. You know, again, um, you're talking about L.J. Ford, Nate Geary, Paul Warlow, Zach Brown, 
none of these guys standing out. Who is going to cover a tight end for this linebacking core? It scares me. I, you know, I think it's going to cover the tight end, Malcolm Jenkins. You're going to move a, you're going to move a safety up and cover. I think they might. I mean, I, again, if you have that, that means they play mostly nickel. Yep. Yeah, that's what I think is going to happen. I, I think you're only going to see. I think I think they're going to be mostly in a four-two-five as your base. I mean, I don't think you'll see three linebackers on the field too often. I mean, again, I'm I'm, I'm this is just me speculating based off the personnel that that you're telling me. If if you want your better players on the field, I think they have better safeties than they have linebackers. Mm-hmm. Well, as much as, as much as I love Malcolm Jenkins, and I do think that that might be the move. You know, a guy the size of Zach Ertz, oh, yeah. Dallas Garvey, it's hard for a guy Malcolm Jenkins size to cover a guy when you throw a jump ball like that. No, I agree. It's not going to be easy, but at least he'll be near him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. <laughs> they might be there to make a tackle right? or break yeah. it up, maybe. Because, the linebackers you know, they have, I don't think can. You know, Gary, Gary could not say. I mean, he got beaten bad on a Tennessee uh, goal line tight end play. And it was I don't know. Point. Uh, Gary got beat uh, for the first touchdown. And, you know, Warlow, <laughs> poor guy's coming off all these injuries. He breaks his finger uh, on the first series of downs in that game, and he has it taped up because he wants to go. Shows me some toughness. But, again, in this day and Not, age of the tight end, you've got to have a linebacker. Uh, I agree. To cover and, tight end. Like, and we've, we've, we've talked about this almost every every week. They don't, they don't address the linebacker position. They really, really don't. They don't draft one very high and they don't they don't make it an issue to go out and sign a, a big name free you know, they they'll still sign these second thought guys like Zach Brown or whoever, you know, Warlow, whatever. You know, even even Geary was a draft pick, but he was what, a fifth or sixth round draft pick. Right. He was a safety wasn't Geary a safety in college? I and think he, he was a linebacker. I think he was, so he was a little bit yeah. undersized. Let's talk about one more camp note. Andre Dillard, the first-round draft choice. A little feisty at training camps. Got into a couple fights. The last one was Sharif Miller this week at practice. Uh, so much to the point that Doug Peterson and Howie Roseman had a little talk with him after practice, and Dillard was upset. You know, it's a, maybe it's just a question of a young guy being emotional, trying to make the team, and the veterans saying, hey, listen, pal, we're not in pads right now. Let's let's take it easy. Yeah, I, you know what, I, I, me personally, I kind of like that. I, I like the kids showing a little, a little fight, a little feistiness. And, and I don't know, maybe I'm old school, but I don't mind that when I read about that, I said, oh, I like this kid even more than, than I did before. Yeah. Now, as a player, how do you, how do you feel about that? Well, I mean, you know, listen, when you're not in pads, the, the veterans don't want you to go low or anything. So, and then, but the, oh, coach, doing any dirt. the coaches are telling you to go low. So it's, you know, you're wondering what the heck to do. Hey, listen, Mark, we're out of time. Great information. We'll do this again next week. Thanks for everybody for joining the bird brains with Mark Eckel and Ken Dunnick. Take care.